0: pray this over us. Romans 15 13 it says now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit by the hopeful one if you agree with that say amen, amen. all right well uh This morning, we're going to be sharing about Burning Man. And if you're not familiar with Burning Man, it's a uh, festival that's been going on the past 28 years. Started in California, moved to the desert of Nevada called Black Rock City, um, which is a dried out lake bed. It's flat. There's no plant life or animal life that can survive on that. Lake bed because of the alkali that's in the dirt. So it's uh you can't grow anything there. So it's the desert of deserts, you know, if you were just if that were just it, there was there's no water, there's no nothing. But uh Burning Man is a uh is a festival where there's a lot of creativity, a lot of amazing art. Um, it's a in their words they call it a a time of radical self-reliance and radical self-expression, and a lot of that self-expression um, is some really cool stuff. Like one of our, the camp that was beside us was called the Cacao Camp, and this guy was a chocolatier in San Francisco and had like 60 stores or something across the world, and he was the master of the cacao bean. And we sat in there with him, and he told us all about chocolate and the cacao bean. And he goes all over the world, hand selecting cacao beans, tasting them. He had roasted cacao beans at our disposal, and so um, we ate just roasted cacao beans every now and then. And they were uh, they're not sweet, but they n- weren't too bitter either. You know, so it's kind of like a little. Uh, Five hour energy in a bean, but um so uh, cool camps like that were all around, but then you also have camps that are the poly orgy tents poly orgy is means many 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 people it 's not just a few a handful of people it 's like twenty plus uh, all in a room, all interchanging and exchanging partners uh, you have. A tent that was down the street from us called Tea and Porn. At 4:20 every day, uh, probably were smoking weed and then wh- looking at porn. While they out and and they had porn stars telling about their uh, experiences. And then you just had your people that walked around naked and did things with their body parts, and so. If you're offended by cuss words, uh, if you're offended by nakedness, if you get offended easily, uh, you probably don't want to go to Burning Man, and you may want to shut your ears this morning at a few t- at a few spots because we're going to be we'll give you disclaimers, but we're going to tell you the way it is, and um, you know. So for me, this was my second year going, and I. The thing is, is like you, you fall in love with the people out there. You, you, because you get Jesus's eyes for them. And, um, and that's, that was our prayer is like, Jesus, give us your eyes because with my eyes, all I can see is all that stuff I just told you about. But Jesus loves those people that are in the middle of the poly orgies. He loves every single one of those people. He loves the porn star glorifying her experiences. And so that's why we're there. And for me, uh, this year was highly inconvenient to go. <laughs> I had, my mom had just fractured her skull uh, and had a severe concussion, fractured her jaw bone joint. And it was, didn't even know if I was going to make it, but she got to a place where she was able to go home and family was able to help. And uh I just wanna for any of you that's been that has helped Jessica while I was gone at Burning Man in any capacity, whether it's meals or sitting with my mom or whatever it was, I just wanna say thank you for doing that while I was gone. That really means a lot to us and is a tremendous help. So thank you for doing that. And uh and so it was Highly inconvenient. Uh, Bob ended up not going this year because he had a schedule conflict. And so um, anytime you have, like, a mentor of yours, like, tell you the week before he's not going to go, it's a little bit of a bummer. And so, but not too soon after that, the Lord just, he said to me, I heard him whisper this verse to me, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And that's a word that God gave Joshua. And uh, the Lord has told me many times, I'm, I'm a Joshua, but that's true for anybody. There's a time where God's going to put you in a spot where, uh, you know, there's nobody. Uh, how how can I f- phrase this? I'll, 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 let me back up. I like being a son. Let's just put it that way. I like being a son. But sometimes Daddy is not always there, in the physical, the, phys- the the mentors and the father figures and that, that kind of thing. And so there's times where God um, in this season of life has just been like, it's time to be Father Travis. And so this was a, a big part of what this trip was for me. Greg and Matt went with me, and I was just so proud of them and the way that they served. They worked their tushes off did anything dishes uh set up tents whatever carry water go get ice go minister go bark at people in front of the camp which we'll talk about that later and minister you know just the key you have to be flexible at burning man it's all hands on deck all the time you know helping cook dinner and 25 mile per hour dust storms uh and whiteouts. you know you ever grilled with like a bandana over your mouth and like dust goggles on and like shine the light on the grill, you know, Hey, cover that with tinfoil. Like right now in five seconds, it's going to be covered in dust, you know? So we're like all that kind of stuff. And so just super proud of these guys. They were amazing. And, uh, just not only were so servant hearted, but they just really flowed in the prophetic and with power and just, uh, just the heart of God. So, um, but this was, this was, like I said, it was highly inconvenient for me. I had, my wife was burning on both ends with keeping up with our family and my parents and, uh, and had graciously help from you guys, but still a lot of, a, a huge load to carry by herself. And so I was, and then while I was at Burning Man, my, mom, my dad went into the hospital and he had got dehydrated, had low blood pressure, he got sent to the hospital. When I got back to, from Burning Man Monday at 6 p.m., I went to go see my parents, and my dad's blood pressure had dropped again, like, really low, and he was vomiting blood, and he passed out while I was there. We had to get the ambulance, and then we'd been this whole week just living with my mom, taking care of her, and also just uh, visiting my dad in the hospital. And so it was, it's not, it's, like I said, it, has been high, it was highly inconvenient to leave at this time. But we, Jessica and I both believe that it was the Lord wanted us to go. And it's, if, it was even, if it was just for one person, if one person came in our camp and encountered Jesus, it's worth it. Because Jesus said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. And uh, Jesus seeks the lost. He sought you. He sought me when we didn't want him. And so there's people. He loves those people. And we're all, but by the grace of God, there we go. The exact same boat. We all had scales over our eyes. And the Holy Spirit all removed it from us. And so that's why we go. And it's worth the money. It's worth the time. Jessica paid a sacrifice. She's got A reward in that harvest that's at Burning Man. You, some of you that helped out, you have a reward in that Burning Man harvest. And even if we were just one step in the process, Paul said, "I plant the seed; Apollos watered, and God reaps the harvest." And so that's all we—that's all it is—is you just, Lord, Lord, you just say yes to God, and so. uh, so it was a, it was a good burning man. It was different from last year. I think if you went for 30 years, every burning man would be different. But, uh, I tell people in a nutshell and you know, the people that you can't give the whole story to is like, was burning man wild and fruitful, <laughs> wild and fruitful. And that's just, that's my two word explanation because, uh, it takes a lot of energy to explain it every time. So anyways, uh, I'm going which one of you guys want to come up first here, Greg and Matt? Matt, you want to come on up? So I'm going to hand it off to Matt and Greg, and they're going to just share about their experience at Burning Man this year.
1: Oh, man. All right. Um, there's like <laughs> – what's up? Um, can we just say real quick that we have, like, the best dad? Let's <laughs> yeah. say that again. <laughs> we have the best dad. You're the best dad. man. man, um, just, like, even trying to get prepared for this, like, uh, there really was, there's only so much you can do. And so, one of the things, like so, like Travis has said, several things that I wanted to say, which he probably said it better, but it's okay. Um, but really, like, you know, probably the main thing that I was praying through this whole thing at the beginning was that very thing of like, Lord, I'm going to need Your eyes to be able to see these people the way that You do, because um, this is a place that's foreign and a place that I wouldn't normally like go to, you know. Um, and so, like. It's exactly what he did, and I want to thank y'all, too, for y'all's prayers because we felt so covered by grace. is unbelievable. Um, everything that was there that was visible was not, like, hindrances to us. Like, it was very, like, we were felt full of love. It was awesome. Um, so, like, Taylor mentioned this one when, when he was leading worship, but, you know, the first day on the way there, um, we went to this restaurant called Mustard Seed barbecue. And and, uh, it was good, but we just looked at the sign and we were just like, "Hmm." okay. (laughs) And so, and so we were like, well, okay, I guess we need a mustard seed of faith, you know. But we, but seriously, like when I got on the plane, I was like, I looked up those verses about what the kingdom of heaven is like, you know. And when you have a mustard seed of faith, like so much can happen, you know. And like, I'd start praying that and start asking the Lord, like, I need a mustard seed of faith. And, like, that song, Seasons Change, I mean, like, he brings the rain, and he brought the rain that this week or that week at Burning Man. And, like, but it came from a place of, like, all right, two feet in, mustard seed of faith, you're going to grow it into the biggest tree in the garden, you know. And um, he totally did that. <laughs> but I can't – the, the morning we were leaving – to go actually out to Burning Man, um, I I don't know how this happened, but I just came across this chapter in Isaiah 35, and it, I'm just going to read it to you. It's all about the ransomed um, returning to the Lord, um, and it says, "The wilderness, keep in mind Burning Man, okay, in the desert, everything that's going on that Travis explained. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad; the desert shall rejoice and blossom like." Crocus, which is actually another word for a rose of Sharon, um, is that same plant. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord. The majesty of, God, of our God, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, the Lord... Look behold your God will come with vengeance with the recompense of God He will come and save you Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water In the haunt of jackals where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, it shall belong to those who walk on the way, even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it, they shall be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Um, and so, like, my heart immediately was, like, believing, like, these people are, like, your creation and your people. And you ransom them once and for all. Like, you said it was finished when you gave us your son, you know. And so, like, my heart was just, like, th- we're going into a desert You know, where it's dry, where these people are searching, where these people are trying to fill a void that was only meant to be filled by God, you know? And so, like when we were first setting up everything, it wasn't like, that was like second nature to us, you know? What became like reality is like immediately seeing the first person and not seeing like the crap that they were in was like seeing a treasure that they were, you know? And like, and a part of that was like asking the Lord to give us his eyes, you know? Like we saw like the the people that we saw, no matter what they were doing, topless, naked dudes, whatever it was, it didn't matter. Whatever they were doing, it was like, strangely enough, like we saw them like, wow, look at the treasure, you know? And like the embrace would be like so real. And so like Greg and I, for like the first day or two, majority of our time was spent outside the camp with our shirts off and jean shorts, and you know, just trying to fit the fit the mold. You know what I'm saying? And like, and people, and uh, and people would just come to us. You know, Travis said before we left, like he feels like you know a third of the people that come to Burning Man, God sent them to us, and like. It's crazy, but we didn't have to, like, work for people to get to our camp. We just, like, embraced people. We just loved people. And so we would be, like, so many times that we would embrace someone. And, like, I've had several people tell me. They were, like, they'd look back at me and, like, and they're, like, like, you can see, like, there's a shift in their face. And then I'd start telling them about what we are doing because they were asking about our camp and stuff. And I'd start briefly telling them, you know, giving – language that they can, like, kind of relate with, and just basically speaking to their identity um and telling them that what we do is we'll break off lies in you, and then we will, like, speak to you for who you really are, and it's funny, like, at the beginning of the week, it was kind of like we were trying to skirt around, like, a lot of different language, and then about midweek, it just got, like, bolder and bolder and bolder. We're a tent of refuge, like, come on in, you know, like, and we were just, like, telling people so much about the Lord and, like, but when we were outside doing that, like so many people would be like, like demeanors would change. They'd, they'd start tearing up. And like some of them voiced to us, like, I haven't, f- I feel like really loved. Like this is different than what that person down there that like hugged me and told me that they loved me. Like what was here is like com- something completely different, you know? And I, you know, it was totally the spirit at work and just like what we carry like leaks on people, you know? And so like when we like are embracing people and just an embrace would break stuff off of people and would draw them into people would leave and be like, we're going to go get my friends and we'll come back, you know? And like they'd bring their camps or they'd bring other people and it would just be opportunity. Like not to say like something happens every time, but it was just more opportunity for like real love to like be expressed to people. And it was just great. Um, I wrote a couple things down, I want to make sure, but uh, I think, like, one of the biggest things for me, like, learning about what was going on, it was overwhelming because, like, you're in a lifestyle, you're, you're in a, like, a dark area where lifestyle is, like, the, is sin, but, like, there's so many creative people where it was, like, creative sin, like, it's what I was just calling, I was like, this is creative sin. These people are gifted with a ton of creativity that I don't believe was meant to be for, to pursue that. It was pursuit, pursuit of God with creativity, you know? And, um, and I remember, like, I would think about all these, like, past mission trips that I've been on and stuff, and I was like, you know what? This is nothing like I've seen, in fact, in other countries with poverty. Like, the poverty of heart in this place was, like, on a whole other level of depravity that I've ever seen. Okay? And, like, but what was cool was, like, there was times where I would, like, when I'd be in that place, I would have, like, visions of Jesus, like, carrying a cross through the camp. And, like, that happened several times throughout the week, especially at the end when they were burning the man. And, like, there was one time where we went out to the deep playa. On this picture right here, the um, out here where there's no camps, probably, like, in the very, like, we got out as far as we could. It was called the deep playa. Where there was no lights, and it was really dark, and so we would look back at the city, and you can just see like all the lights. You hear all the mm-ts, mm-ts, mm-ts and, like music going crazy, <laughs> and like, and so you just see like. And Travis was right about that, by the way. Every night, that's what you hear all night, mm-ts, mm-ts, mm-ts. <laughs> and it was crazy. But you'd wake up in the morning at six o'clock or seven o'clock, still going, you know. And but we went out to that deep plight, and I like that's another one of the times I had that vision. And, like, the Lord, like, spoke to me and just said that, like, you know, this is why I came, Matt. Like, he was, like, you know, no one is too far from my reach, you know. And, like, and he, like, embraced people right where they were at. And so, like, giving us his heart to do the same was, like, a privilege and an honor. But, like, getting to see, like, I mean, I was just getting rocked because I'm, like, God, like, (laughs) I, I thought I knew why you came, but like I really know why you came now, you know. And like, but we're not too we're not any different without Jesus, you know what I'm saying? And it's like we'd be right there, and so and it may look different to you, but like to them, like that's what they that's the lifestyle. And the another big difference was that their lifestyle of sin was like it seemed unashamed because it was all out in the open, and it was just like eh, this is who we are. Whereas here, the same things going on. It's just behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, it's no different. But, like, there, it's just all in one place. It's all, like, going at it. It's like, but the heart that the Lord gave for us, to us, for people was, like, it was breaking off so many things in people. And there's, there's a lot of testimonies. Um, and, you know, the rooms... Some of the rooms were, like, more tools to, like, get some interactive, like, encounter with people and, like, have them draw out, like, more of who they are and, like, what they're believing about themselves. Specifically, I was in a room that was majority of the time that was called metamorphosis, and it it was all about, like, um, truth and lies, like, bringing out lies in people that they believe about themselves, having them put them up on a board bring it out, like, we'd we'd have all these lists of things that they can choose from that were lies and truths, and they would put them on the truth board that they believe about themselves, and then we'd just sit there and we'd talk to them about, like, okay, why did you choose these lies about yourself? And, like, this one girl, I mean, when she came in the room, I was like, you, like, you could just see, I I don't know if it was just seeing in the spirit, but, like, it was just like, you do not, think that you're enough and you're enough, you know? And the first lie that she picks up is that I'm not enough. And she puts it on the board and she already starts weeping. Like, I hadn't even said anything, just had her do the activity. <laughs> and, she's, and she's already, like, crying. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go, you know? And, like, she kept going with all these lies and was just, like, crying the whole time. And then when I had her, had her explain it to me, it was like, faucet, you know? And, um, and I just started feeling the Lord's heart for her and just started speaking that into her and we were using language you know like spirit of truth for sure but for someone like that you kind of knew and felt like when the lord was wanting you to like tell them about jesus you know and and this girl like all i did was like i just like would embrace her and just started speaking into like her ear like truths about herself and she was just like gone like just feeling so much love you know and she would leave and, like, go back into the family room of our camp and would just stay there. Like, this happened with a ton of people. Like, people go to camps for, like, five minutes and they're out of there. Like, our camp, like, people were staying for hours, you know? After they went into a room to, like, get, you know, <laughs> blessed by the Lord, would come in the room and just, like, spend time with us because we were all about family because of what the kingdom's about, you know? And so that was one girl, and I had there was another girl that, like, Um, she had the same thing. She was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not seen. I feel like I'm an introvert. And, you know, all these things that she was believing about herself that I was just like, and this was later in the week. So like, I was like even bolder with how I was talking to people. And I just looked at her and I was just like, you're not an introvert. That's a lie. You know, I was like, you were made to like flourish. You were made to be seen. You were made to like walk in the light and like, you're accepted, you know, and she just, like, would start bawling. she bawling and bawling and bawling because I could see that, like, it was, like, pain in her heart that was, like, pulling her to a place of, like, isolation, you know, and, like, and so she was, like, super creative. She was an art, like, art major, and, like, she was just, like, exposing herself to me the whole time, like, with, like, her heart about who she is, and I'm just, like, this is, her vulnerability was amazing, and so, like, I just, like, started speaking truth and started giving the father's heart to her. Like the Lord, like gave us so many times where it was like, he would just give us what to say. We didn't have to do anything. We were just available, you know? And, um, and so this, the next day I was like, why are, why am I only talking to women? You know? And like, Like, it happened a lot that way. Like, I talked to guys and stuff outside the camp and in in the family room and stuff like that. But when I was doing the rooms, it seemed like that was, like, a consistent thing for a little bit. And I was, like, I told Travis, and I think I told Greg, but I was just, like, I, like, have a heart right now to, like, want to see men, like, break down. I want to see men's hearts come alive and, like, drop the guard and drop, like, the front, you know, and, like, really expose their heart. And this guy comes in, and I went in the room with Travis uh, that same room and like he right after voicing that in the morning this guy comes in it was like the first one I think and he just like just exposes his heart to us and he just starts weeping he starts crying you know and like tra- like we prayed for him I gave him a word Travis gave him some words Travis ended up doing some like essential oils with him and like he was like breathing in stuff but like when he would breathe in like just this good smell and stuff like he would like start crying you know because he's like I mean, it's breathing in the Lord, you know what I'm saying? But, like, and then well, you started speaking into him, and he was just, like, so thankful. He had, like, a Christian background, actually, too, and, like, was just, like, felt like something was, like, being renewed in his heart, you know? And, like, I don't know. It was pretty, it was pretty amazing. So that was, like, the first dude, you know, that came in that was very vulnerable and just would, like, break down or whatever. Another thing, too, like, real quick before I tell, like, this I want to keep talking about this was so much. Um, one thing I felt like, too, was that when we were out in the deep playa, like, and looking at everything, and then other times during the week, I would see that, like, when I was starting to see, like, why Jesus came even more in a deeper, deeper light, like, I kept thinking of, like, a rescue mission, you know, and, like, I was like, man, Lord, you're, like, on a rescue mission. You know, when when Travis just voiced that, that verse, you know, Jesus came to seek and to save what was lost, you know, who's lost people, everyone. Right. And so like the key words there for me was that he came and he seeked and he saved. And so like, I started looking at these people and I was like, you seek these people. Like your heart is after them. You're like on this mission. Oh, wait, like you dwell in us. So, like, I guess our heart is to seek and to save that which was lost, you know? And so, like, through Jesus, like, that became our heart, seeking people and, like, wanting to give them, like, just the Father's heart, genuinely. Like, we would go across the camp, like, right across from us, there was these monkey bars, and we were just talk, talking to people in that camp. And probably half their camp ended up coming to our camp throughout the week after, like, one person came that, like, really was really blessed, his name was Thomas, like, he was a really cool dude, but we were sitting there talking to him, it's funny, his name was Thomas Matthew, and my name is Matthew Thomas, just thought that was kind of funny, but we start talking to him, and like, just loved on him, and he came into our camp the next day, and was just like, hey, where's Matt at, where's Greg at, I want to see these guys, and like, you know, we would like, talk to them and stuff, and like, he ended up going into a room and just getting wrecked, like, came, came back to his camp and like told everybody there, you guys need to go over there, you know? But like so many people were telling us that like, there were several people that told us your camp like has been like the talk of the town. And like people have been saying that like, you need to come to that camp. It's the, and people were saying like, it's the best camp in the city. And we're like, well, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but when we were over there across the way just talking to that camp, like it was just like we wanted to go like all over to like with a purpose, you know? And like not to convert, but to love these people with the unconditional love that only Jesus gives. And like when we were at that camp right across the way, we're just sitting there talking, like this is my first encounter with a naked man. Like sitting there talking to the, <laughs> Sitting there talking to this to these guys and this guy comes right here. He's like, whoosh, you know, right up next to me. And I just kind of look at him and I'm like, what's up, man? And like, and I started talking to him. But when I looked at him in the face, like I could tell he was fully nude. And so, I, but, I, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And like, I'm sitting there talking to him and like, we're just chatting. And like, he's like, he's crazy. And uh, we talked for maybe like five minutes and he just goes, bring it in, man. And he like gives me this hug. And I'm like, you know, just, I mean, I embraced him, but it got a little close. And so I was kind of, you know, but, and then he goes and hugs Greg later too. It was awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but it was just cool to see like what an embrace does to people. And like, especially when it's like an intentional and like a genuine and like there were several people that, like, would you'd give them a hug, and they would feel like that, that they just felt love that was different, that they haven't felt before. Um, and so, like, I'll, go, I'll just go ahead and tell this last testimony. Real quick, too, another verse that came to mind was Second Peter 3, um, 9 and 15. I'm just going to read it verbatim here. Are you all good? Everybody good? 2 Peter 3, 9, and it says, you guys have known this verse. It says, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise. As some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And then verse 15 says, and count the patience of our Lord as salvation. Um, I mean... That like that was a reality for us and like that was his heart. It was like God, like you like you your wish is that none of these people would perish. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? And like that's his that's why he's patient. And I'm like, it's almost like we were like, Okay, Lord, like not yet. Like let us like finish this week out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or just like wanting to get to the one, wanting to get to the one, because that's what his heart was. He was seeking, he was seeking, he was seeking. He was doing it all over that camp. And like, and we were just like very privileged to be able to be used like that in this camp. Last testimony, man named Tobias. I didn't even go through any of these pictures. I don't know like what you wanted to go through. We kind of combined pictures, but, okay. Go, Go to the, yeah, go to the last picture on there. Um, you can kind of scroll through them, um, just kind of, that was our camp right here and, uh, that was the front of it and this is inside, we're building it, this is that living room right there in the back rooms are there, they're building back there in the back, and this was our, like, that's a family portrait wall, that was probably after the first day, um, so that's pretty crazy, um, and that's where we would, like, take pictures of people after they had, like, an encounter and we would ask them, you know, what was based on your encounter? Give one word to describe like your encounter, and, and we'd put it at the bottom of the Polaroid picture, and they we let them put it up on our family wall. This is kind of a closer view of the camps. That's like the middle of the playa that you saw in the first picture. That's where the Burning Man is straight ahead. And Greg will talk about them. That was one of the guys. Um, his name was Matthew. He came and like played the sitar for us. Because he wanted to, like, bless us because he, like, loved what we were doing. You know? He came, up with, like, came over with this guitar, and we're, like, it was, like, beautiful. Like, we were, I think we were just, like, a lot of us were sitting back, closing our eyes and worshiping the Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but he was one of the guys that said, the talk of the town, man, is y'all's camp is, like, unreal. Like, everyone's, like, it, this is the best camp y'all got to go to, you know? Um, So anyways, this is Tobias. (laughs) This guy is awesome. (laughs) Um, He came into the room that I was at with the metamorphosis. I think he talked to a few people beforehand, too out in the living room and uh, he came in with some like heavy stuff and he even voiced to me he's like I got an evil side and I got a good side man and I was like alright and um, had him go through the thing and he's picking up lies he's picking up truths and actually a lot of the truths that he was picking up he w- were actually lies about himself but they were he viewed them as true about himself I guess and that's why he put them on the truth board you know And uh, when I had him start explaining, he did okay walking through the lies when he got to the truce because they were lies that he was putting up there, I believe. He starts breaking down. He starts breaking down on, like, not feeling loved and not feeling like he can love, um, like he's loved by, like, his girlfriend and his mom. He, He was expressing just a lot of stuff there, being super vulnerable. He starts crying, and he's like, he's like this tough dude. I mean, he looks pretty tough, doesn't he? Like, he's pretty rugged, all right? But he was just like, you know, he would talk about those things, and I, and he'd start breaking down. He's like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't know why. Like, I'm, I don't know why. I'm just breaking down. Like, this is crazy. And I was like, it's okay, man. Let it go. I was like, keep on going, you know? And, like, just gave him a safe place. And he, um, These lies, I just was like, I I was talking to him about the spirit of truth. I was very, like, we were very, like, I don't want to say structured, but we were very careful with how we worded stuff based on where they were at in that moment, you know? And I told him, I was like, man, I was like, dude, I love you, man. (laughs) I would just look at him, he's like, sweet, you know? And I'm like, nah, man, I do. And he was like, okay. (laughs) And, uh, I was like, what I want to do right now, man, is I just want to ask the spirit of truth to break these lies off of you because this is not who you are. This is who you are. And I'll start voicing stuff to him and he start crying again. And I, I was like, a lot of times when I like pray or just ask the spirit of truth, you know, I was like, I like to be in a receiving position where I would like lift my palms to the, like palms up and out or close my eyes or both or either get on the floor, do whatever. Like you can do whatever, man. But that's just like what I do. And he was like, sweet. And he just like got like immediately like in that position. Um, And so I just started praying over him and breaking stuff off of him. Like just speaking truth over him. I don't know what was going to (laughs) happen. Didn't matter. But I was just like speaking to him. And he just starts bawling. And after we like prayed, I like, he gives me this hug. And we just like literally hugged for like a minute and a half or so. And the whole time I'm like right here in his ear. And I'm like speaking to him like still just, like, talking to him, telling him truths, and he's just, like, weeping, and he just doesn't want to let go, and, like, when he lets go, he looks at me, and he just goes, dude, I feel like I just breathed in love and exhaled gratitude, and I'm like, what? And when we told Travis that, he goes, I'm gonna use that in a sermon, But (laughs) but yeah, he said that, and he later told Greg the same thing, too, and And so, anyways, that was just the start. You know, that was just the start. I was like, man, dude, you're getting rocked, and this is great, you know. And um, we ended up hugging again in the room before we left, about another minute and a half. (laughs) Same thing. I was just speaking stuff over him that we were talking about because we kept talking in the room for a while and just kept reminding him and reminding him and reminding him. And he said the same thing. He came apart from me again, and he goes, I don't know what's happening to me. I just breathed in, like, love again. You know, and like, and it's crazy. And then, like, he comes out of the room, and his his words that he said at the bottom of his picture was, was, weakness is my strength, you know? And, like, we talked a little bit about that in the room, and he was just, like, embracing stuff that was, like, okay, because he felt like he had to be so strong, you know? Am I going too long? Is this all right? Okay. Um, you got to hear this. Uh, and so, and so anyways... He goes outside, and Greg, like, I introduced him to Greg. Greg gives him a hug. What happens? A minute and a half hug again, okay? Like, this dude is just, like, embracing Greg. And Greg had this vision of him when he embraced him, and he, he comes away from him, and he, and he just, I think he's, did he say the same thing again about love? And he said the same thing. And uh, and Greg was like, dude, I had a vision for you, man. Is that what you said, a vision? Yeah. <laughs> And so this is like after, we were already like in our boldness stage, you know, it was just like, whatever, but like, but we were sensitive to the Lord. He was just like, okay, you know, um, and Greg was just like, I saw you, and this is cool because this, listen to the stages of this. Like he already got rocked. His heart was like kind of being prepped, you know, and he gives him this word. And, and of course he's like, I don't know what that is. And Greg says, I saw you like in the water with waders on with a net but you weren't catching fish, you were catching men. And he was like, you're going to be a fisher of men. And the guy was like, that's cool, what what does that mean? And Greg was like, go find out. (laughs) And so so I don't know where he was at with the Bible, I don't know where he was at with any of that stuff, you know, but it was cool because it was going to allow him to, like, search for himself. So later on, we invited him to dinner, him and his girlfriend and a couple other friends. They came to dinner that night with us, and we just had more conversation. And me and him went beside this fire that we made. And we just started talking about the day. And, like, he was bringing it up again. What was this spirit of truth? Like, what? Like, just, t- he, was, he was asking me to give him Jesus without asking me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he was just telling me how he needed the Lord. And, like, he started telling me about it. And I was just like, I was like, man, I'm not going to skirt around this. You know? And so, it just kind of was like, I was like, man, the spirit of truth is God. You know, and he was like, oh, okay. And so he's already had this real encounter with the spirit of truth, right? And so he starts talking to me more just about his life. And he mentioned, like, the Bible at one point in passing, and he kept on going. And I kind of came back to him. I was like, you said the Bible a minute ago. Like, what do you think about the Bible? And he was like, he was like, well, he was like, I think it's a rule book. And I think that, um, it's written by a bunch of dudes, a bunch of people. It's not written by God. I don't understand the accuracy of it. Like, it's just, just completely just like being honest. And I told him, I was like, that's awesome, man. And I said, um, I was like, actually the word is like inspired by God. And I was like, he appointed people, the people that he wanted to record his word. He appointed those people to record it. I was like, let's just look, this was just like all just coming off at him. And I was like, and I felt the grace and the, like, it was okay to talk to him about this. And I said, let's look at the four Gospels. I was like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's like, okay. And uh, and I was like, four different dudes. Two of them were eyewitnesses. Two of them were not. Four different times, you know, recording his word. The Gospels are like almost identical. How is that possible, you know? And he's just like, the whole time, he's just like, what? Like, just like blown away. He's like, I didn't know that. Like... This is crazy right now. And then once I told him about what the Bible actually was, not a rule book, I told him I was like, I was like, Tobias, man, I was like, the word of God is about relationship between God and man, you know, and how you get to him and what he does for you, how he comes to you. Like, it's a relationship, man. He was just like, what? (laughs) Like, just like blown away. Like, this guy is just like melting at, at, at like truth about the word like, his whole, you saw in him, like, a shift of, like, what he believed, like, about the Bible. And now what was cool about that is, like, after that conversation, we talked about so many things. And then we went into, like, I just, there was one point I was, like, do you feel like you're a sinner? He was, like, yeah. And I was, like, me too, man. And I said, his word says, this is after, like, explaining, like, an accuracy, a more accurate picture of the word. And I was, like, his word says that, like, the wages of sin is death, man. I was, like, we deserve it. You know, And he was like, okay. And I was like, I was like, that's why God, the Spirit of truth, gave his son for you. And I was like, the word said, I gave him John 3 16. I was like, you know, he, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. I said, key words there, gave. Key words there, believe. You know, and I was like, I was like, Tobias, man. I was like, he came for a relationship with you, and, like, the word is not a rule book. It's a guideline because it's for your good. He gave these things for you because it's for your good, you know? And, like, he doesn't want to make you do anything. Like, he just loves you. You didn't deserve it. You didn't bring anything to the table. Like, you didn't have to earn something. You didn't have to get your, your, (laughs) your stuff together. That's what I was telling him. But, uh, the S word, all right? But, uh. Um. And he was just, like, blown away. And I was just like, man, Tobias, like, he loves you so much. Like, he gave his son for you that through Jesus that all he requires of you is to believe. His word says, Tobias, I was like, Tobias, his word says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And he was like, wow. Like, you could just see, like, so much is happening in his heart right now. And then I started thinking, I was like, man, now he has, like, a better view of the Word. Now he's going to really go look up Greg's Word, and now he's really going to see that, like, what Fishers of Men is all about. You know what I'm saying? And then later on, like, he goes after the night, like, and Greg was talking to his girlfriend, too, that night for, like, a long time. I think a lot about the Lord and just, like, tag-teaming him, I guess, you know? Um, But just out of genuineness, it was awesome. And so he leaves. And they were going to go out partying and stuff. Or they were going to go out and cruise the town and stuff, him and his girlfriend and friends. And he goes, he, he, before he left, he goes, I want to come back in the morning and help you guys pack up. It's the least that I can do. And we're like, all right. He leaves, comes back in the morning, and he says, you guys aren't going to believe what happened to me last night or in this morning. He goes, I went home last night. We were going to go out. I didn't want to go out anymore. I felt He's like, he's like I felt fully satisfied. Like, something happened in the day that I was like, I don't ruin this day, you know? And, and he didn't go out, you know? And, like, and he, was, and he even told us, he's like, I don't want to smoke weed anymore. And I'm like, you don't have to, man. <laughs> you know? And, like, um, and he just goes, and you're not going to believe what happened. This morning, I got up, and I cried out to God. And he said, Spirit, God. But, you know, he's like, I cried out to God, the Spirit of Truth and I asked him to help me, and I said, come and help me, you know, and be in my heart, and like, show me this love that I've just been encountering, you know, and he goes, and he's, he's like weeping, he's like weeping when he, you know, he's weeping when he's telling me this, and like, he said, and then all of a sudden, man, I felt this like, like something just go, (laughs) like right into his heart with like, he said it was love that went into my heart and he said, I felt it like electrify throughout my body. He was like, it just like, when he's like, and I'm like, oh, just like <laughs> it's just like, he's like the moment I just had, I was like, I'll never forget. And he was like, I don't know what the heck just happened, but it was real. You know, you know, he was like, he's like, I can't deny it, you know? And I'm like, you encounter God, man, you know? And like, I'm kept in touch with him, and like I, or I'm trying to, and like I sent him a Facebook message, a friend request, and he actually just accepted it the other day. So like, s- want to keep in touch with him and just like really like like spur him on, you know what I'm saying. But like it was just crazy. like that's just a crazy like encounter for him, and um, yeah, so I guess I'll stop talking. I want to give you. T- <laughs> but, uh, but it was so good. It's so, it's so good, and a lot of good times and a lot of funny stuff, and I'm sure Greg will touch on more of that. I love you, dude.
2: I don't want to talk for too long. I've got some bullet points to go over, because if I don't use the bullet points, I, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Um, yeah, just go to the... One after the first slide. Just a quick view of um, our tent. All right, that's the line. We waited in that for seven hours. Next slide. <laughs> that's uh, the morning after we waited in the line for seven hours, we erected the tabernacle, which um, that's where we ministered. We also had two other tents. Next slide. That's the building. So that's the front view. Um, we were right on the road, which was really awesome. People got to just like, I mean, the Lord just drew people in, like Matt said. Just, they were coming in. Next slide. That, we already saw that. Next slide. So, I mean, that's just us building it. Next slide. I mean, the whole time, too, I'm just like, I don't know what we're doing. I mean, I'm, I've got to be real. Like, I was, I mean, there was, like, some fear in me. Like, I remember Matt texted me a couple, like, two days before he's like, it was like this real shy text. He's like, hey man, are you are you nervy? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm so glad he said that, because yes, I am. Um and like it's okay to be ner like when you like when you go after the Lord, like it's gonna take courage. And courage isn't not having fear. It's just like overcoming, like it's okay to be scared. It's so good to be scared, and just like overcoming it is that's like part of being faithful faith overcomes fear there is no fear in love faith comes from love it's just easy with god it's so no it isn't yeah um so ne- yeah next so we just had tapestries in the room there is travis in a kilt vacuuming if you didn't know um so it was a dust storm every day except for the last day and so every morning, I mean, it was amazing. Like, there was part of me where I was like, you know, Holy Spirit doesn't have a routine. But, like, the, the Methodists, like, they were called Methodists because the beginning, like, I think, I, I can't even remember the guy's name, but in England, he would get his class, well, yeah, Wesley, would get his classmates, and they would be very methodical, and people, like, condemned them for that. But, like, so we were methodical. We would go in the morning, clean our tent, Get it ready for people, and then we would just soak in worship for an hour. Next slide. Um, There's just an area, I mean, it's just crazy. Um, What's really cool about this is you can't even see it, but I love when you look at this picture, our tent's in this picture. And what's so beautiful is like, even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. And that tent looks like every other tent on the outside, but like the inside. And like, I can't see man's heart the way God does, and the way God sees my own heart, and so that's just, like, a real pretty picture to me to just see the world, and then the tent, but yeah, and then you can keep going. Okay, um, go back one, so the just bullet points, this is the darkest, at times, I was like, this is the darkest place in the world. Like there was times where I just was like, this. I'm standing in the middle of the darkest place in the world. And like, yeah. At the same time, Bob Johnson didn't come because he's in South Africa, looking over fields that have, you know, babies' genitals being sacrificed to like demons. And so like, yeah. There, there's a lot of dark places in the world, but, and this is one of them. Um, and just to touch again on what Matt said, like, one thing that hit me, I was like, man, this is just, this is just sin. With open doors. I was like, you drive down Millage? I mean, you know, parties and, like, you go downtown, it's the same deal. Guys are going there to, like, have sex with girls and, like, I mean, it's the same thing. And so, but what's so good about Jesus is Jesus has given me eyes not to focus on sin. Like, he's given me eyes to just stare at him and Be one with him and abide in Christ and receive life from the vine and give it freely. And I don't have to, like, just, like, inspect people's sin. Um, And so that's just one thing that I just really love about Jesus, that he allows me to do that, that I can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit instead of sensitive to people's Sin. sin, Like Taylor was singing this morning, I mean, like his love got a hold of me, not his condemnation. And so that's what Jesus does. And so I just want to, like, just encourage you guys, like, your family members, friends, like, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, not to the people's sin. And that's what, and I didn't think I was a religious dude. Like, I feel like I'm one of the least religious of people, but like this, going here, I was like, man, I not I'm a little bit, I've been a little bit religious in some things. Um, so, yeah, there, again, Matt said there was more poverty there than Baxter and the government housing, like, just the spiritual poverty. Um, and then I started getting wise. So there's a scripture, like, be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. God gave us so much grace to not be confused and to, like, It was, I mean, it was, we had a girl in front of our tent the whole week serving bacon tamales with her boobs hanging out, and it it doesn't matter. It's just like, I mean, God's grace is, God's grace is so good. God's grace is so good that a guy walked up to me asking for acid, and I was like, dude, we've got something better in this tent, something more powerful And then God gave me the wisdom, like, you cannot believe that sin has, like, sin doesn't have a stronghold over Jesus. Acid is not as strong as the Holy Spirit. Like, it's, I mean, it's so real. And so I just got to experience how much more real God's love is here. And I'm really thankful and grateful for it. And just another thing to just touch on. And, again, I don't want to be here forever, but Travis, I just thank you. Because he was courageous last year, like, he gets to lead people to encounter Jesus more. And not just people at Burning Man, but, like, the people he shepherds. And so that just goes for all of us. Like, when we can be faithful, we can lead others into experiencing Jesus on a whole nother level. Um, So... um, The gospel, I just learned even more here. The gospel is just as simple as, it's just a blood transfusion. Like, that's all the, that's what the hope of Christ is. But what's so cool is Jesus died and his blood was shed on this earth and on this cross. But, like, I've never seen his blood. But just believing that his blood has entered into me, that's the gospel. Just believing. And I just... Love that and like you can believe that for other people so much more easily than like believing that they can like escape their sin because love is another option. Um so yeah, I just wanna read real quick. I love this verse, Second Corinthians five, fourteen through sixteen. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. The hope of God rests in the yoke of Christ. And it's just like so, I'm just so thankful that there's hope for these people. We're in like the most hopeless place, but there's like, there's hope everywhere. Um, so I can't convict anybody. That's the Holy Spirit's job. So my just first testimony, I got to give a quick disclaimer on this one. I'm going to cuss. And I, and I can only do that to tell this story right, because Brittany knows I don't cuss. And I don't like, I don't encourage cussing. But so I was out in front of the tent and like for, I got tasked out the first day to like be like the, bring people in and so I'm like out there feeling totally uncomfortable like I don't even know what I'm bringing them into because I haven't seen the Lord move yet in our tent I've just been vacuuming and setting up furniture and so like I'm out there and Morgan who is a guy from Reading after like 30 minutes I like hear my name like Greg and I like turn around he's like come here and I like walk in the tent and I was like feeling kind of like I was like man I don't know what I'm doing he's like I think you need to take your shirt off and I was like, all right, dude. So I just took my shirt off. And so then I just felt like, all right, I'm like in this place, like dying to myself. And this guy comes riding his bike at one point. His name was Gabe. And he was with some girl. And they were from the two different cities outside Portland. And Gabe was just, I mean, it was like a quick talk. And I just felt the love of, Lord, of the Lord for Gabe. And, and Gabe was telling me about his city. And he was just like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just from a shithole, man. Like, totally, like, denying his identity. Like, didn't, like, you could just see there was, like, no, he just had, he had, like, no value in himself. And he starts, like, walking away. And I was just, like, I was, like, kind of wrecked for him. And then all of a sudden I, like, looked up and I was, like, hey, Gabe. And he, like, stops and he turns around and I was, like, hey, man. Just because you're from a shithole doesn't mean you're a piece of shit, man. And he, like, looks at me, and he, like, was about to cry, and then he turned away real quick. I mean, and it was, like, I could see, like, right there, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just cussed, but it was anointed. (laughs) Like, God can, like, anoint a cuss word. And, again, I'm not promoting cursing, but, like, dude, like, I'm also not... Religion. The one time I've seen religion in the New Testament is when, I think it's James, when he talks about the truest form of religion, loving the orphans and loving the widows. That's the only religion I want. And so that was just like, I mean, it was so good to just experience. I was like, I was like man, I just cussed. Like, really, I don't cuss. I just don't, I don't think cuss words in my head either. It's just God's removed it. And so, all right, so um, there's another guy, Antoine from France. So I'm outside getting people in, and then all of a sudden, Morgan was like, hey, you need to go in the room with Mary, which I like that, because I naturally wouldn't just go in the room with Mary on my own, but having that, like, shepherding, a little bit of direction was really good for me. I was like, all right, I'm going. And so Mary was this girl, this lady from Texas, who's been there for eight years, who was on our team. There's a team of 12 of us, some from Texas, some from Reading, one dude from New York, and then us. And I'm in there with Mary, and she's in this room that had this board with like all these different options you can pick, like mother, father, blessing. One was like a spiritual enema. Like, I mean, you just got to speak their language. And so... I'm sitting down with Mary, and what's cool about these rooms, we all, it's like kind of they're a gimmick, you know, I mean, it's, we just want to get them in a place away from the playa and distractions to encounter Jesus, like that's, so like, yeah, the truth and the lie board, like, yeah, we set it up, but like, they're all set up just so people can experience the love of God, like we're not, we weren't like structured in these rooms and like focused on these rooms, so I'm in there with Mary, and the guy He's from France, and he's got, like, this broken English. His name was Antoine. And he picked, like, this thing on the board called Root Recovery. And so Mary just starts speaking over him. And I'm sitting in this pull-out lawn chair with Mary next to me and Antoine. And as she's speaking to Antoine, I start seeing what Jesus sees. And so I'm having a vision of the Lord, his eyes over a field of thousands of acres with millions and billions of lilies. And then he sees Antoine as a lily, but like he, he can focus just on him apart from the billions of flowers. And I'm seeing God's eyes for this dude. And then I just start, I'm like crying. I'm, he hasn't even begun crying yet. And I'm crying just because I'm experiencing Jesus's love. And it is so real and so powerful, it's better than anything. It's so much better than anything. And I'm experiencing Jesus' love for this guy, and I grab his hand, and I tell him what I see, and I didn't say Jesus, I was like the emperor. I was, because you kind of, I don't know, I just use the emperor I was like, dude, I was like, the emperor sees you amongst the field of lilies, and he like, he can, he distinctly sees every part of you, and he's like, I'm like holding onto his hand, and I'm, hold, I'm, at this point, I'm closing my eyes, and I'm going to read a, John 1418 I'm going to read this real quick, because this stuff is real. And this is definitely not a rule book, but it is God's love letter to us. John 14, 18 through 21 says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you, yet a little while in the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whomever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. It's not a hard word. All it means is make clear or make evident. And so Jesus in that moment allowed himself to manifest his love through me. And I felt, I've never felt the touch of man and like God's spirit in this way, but I was touching his hand and I felt like everything that I was seeing was being manifested through my hand threw Antoine's hand into his heart, and we sat there, and he held on to me for dear life. Like, we sat there for, this wasn't a one and a half minute deal. This was 15 minutes of holding each other. Mary just totally scooted back and was silent, and we just wept, and I was seeing what Jesus was seeing, and I believe that Antoine was seeing the same thing. Words unspoken, holding him, and so in that moment, too, I saw there was a flag that, had been raised on a flagpole and I saw the winds of the Holy Spirit take this flag and rip it to shreds and I saw that was, that was what was happening, I believe, while I was holding his hand and so I didn't even know how to, after that, I like went in the tent and just hit the deck, like our tent where, the, where we slept and I just got on my face and hit the deck and I was, un, like I was uncontrollably lost in how good Jesus' love is for people. And so I went back to the tent 15 minutes later, and Antoine was, like, in the fetal position in the living room. And I was, like, I don't even know what to say to the guy. Like, I don't even know what to do. And so just like that, and, like, so that's, like, a different kind of ministry. That's, like, I didn't read him John 3.16. I just, like, was there. And so that was really powerful for me to experience the manifest love of Christ. I mean, manifest love of Christ, and it's so real, and it's so good, and so, um, just really blessed by that, and also, it was cool, because I don't know if you guys know, like, the Grinch, that picture when the Grinch's heart gets huge, and then breaks the frame, that I felt like that was happening while I was holding Antoine's hand, and like, there was a point where I tried to let go, and he didn't let go of my hand, and it was just like, man, just to see the brokenness, but like, I have no idea what's going to happen to Antoine, but I'm just like believing that like he will know who his king is and let him be king. And, um, yeah. And so another thing I experienced was, uh, so I've never really experienced demonic things. Um, and there was an encounter I had with a girl who was like, she was walking by and she looked, it was weird the way she was walking. Um, I mean, it, it like broke my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go hug her and tell her something good. And so I went and hugged her and told her something good and she looked up at me and she had sunglasses on and she just said to me, I'm a mirror. Zing. She said zing and then walked away. And I walked away, I was like, that, like you could call that drugs, you could call it whatever it was, but in that moment I was like, like that was like, that was kind of demonic. And then Travis got to talk to me a little bit more about that. But then after that, I, I was like, I want to see the demons be delivered out of people like that. Yeah. Like, I want the I want the ministry. Like, there is a ministry of reconciliation. That means the ministry of deliverance. And like, that's a weird thing to want. But after that, I was like, I want to see the demons flee. And like, that's only through Jesus. And like, and so th- going out to Burning Man awakened something in me that is is going to take more than just me. Like, it's going to have to be Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um, but I want to see people be delivered. And so I, I experienced, like, ministry of deliverance through, like, laying on my hands on people and hugging people, like Matt was saying. I mean, I, if you go to the next slide, there's, so this girl, this is a really cool story. I'm out in front of the tent, and this I'm like, I just got done ministering to somebody, and for me, after I minister, I don't want to minister again, I just want to, like, sit in the Lord's presence, but, like, there, it's like, you gotta, like, man, these people are coming in, man, you gotta love these people, so I go outside, and this bike drives by, and it has a Turkish flag on it, and I was like, I just, and so, if you don't know, my dad's from Turkey, um, and so instantly, I was like, hey, are you from Turkey, and she, like, pumped the brakes and stopped, and she was like, yeah, and so we started talking, And all of a sudden, I just, like, felt the belief of, like, I just was like, oh, my gosh, like, the Lord is for this girl. Like, I just felt Jesus' love for her again. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, God loves her. And so I, like, brought her into the tent, and I was like, Morgan, like, she, I was like, she just wants to experience, I don't even know what I said, man. But, like, she was broken, and she just started talking to me, and she was like, I feel like I'm not, I don't even feel like I'm supposed to be here I'm trying to get away from it. You could tell she, like she didn't want to be there. But it's like, dude, these people buy these four hundred dollar tickets and you go with like a group of people from and she was from San Francisco. It's not like she could just leave. And so we we like talked to her and me and Travis went into the same room that Matt talked about, which is the metamorphosis room with the truth and the lies. And she started like talking to me and Travis about the darkness that she was in, and it was like the minute she, I mean, when she said darkness, I was like, the Holy Spirit's already here, like, you, you are aware of darkness, like, that's like, that's only Holy Spirit, and so she started talking about living in the darkness, she's like, I try to set up these boundaries with my boyfriends, and we, I always cross them, and I feel so bad, and she's like, these men are trying to have sex with me here, I mean, she's telling me and Travis all this, and, and meanwhile, we're like, I mean, we're, like, embracing this girl and this, like, and telling her, like, things that God is, like, saying to us. And we get to a point where she's stopping and crying, and I'm crying. I'm, I'm like, crying just as much as she is. And I'm, like, we have, I'm, like, she's about to be introduced to Jesus. Like, we, I mean, it was, like, very clear that she was about to meet Jesus. And so I stopped, and Travis was, like, do you want to know, he was like, this love is actually a man. And he was like, do you want to know who this man is? And she like, she's like real short. Her name is Ahu. And she looked up at Travis real confused. And she was like, and Travis basically led us all to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I mean, it was Im- like, I don't even know what he said. But I just remember the one thing is, like, Jesus doesn't demand anything of you. And, like, I felt all of our knees were, like, trembling before, like, I mean, and she was just, like, the first thing she said, she was, like, why are you here? She was so, she was, like, "What, what are you doing here? And, I mean, it was amazing. And, like, I don't know if she, I don't know what happened. Like, salvation is not my deal. Like, that's Jesus. Like, love is my deal. And... So the pictures that Matt talked about everyone got to put a word on there and I like looked like I don't know if Travis told me he was like you need to go check it I don't know what happened but eventually I saw her picture and she wrote the word newborn Which is like dude no one's telling her to write this like we're just taking pictures and letting them write whatever they want and she just wrote newborn and it's like oh my gosh like lord jesus like holy spirit Like you I don't need to do anything like like, I mean, I don't need to do anything. Even, like, with the vision of, to, like, the whole time, I was like, man, I'd love to have a vision for somebody. But it's like, God will manifest in due time. That girl, in a spiritual way, was, like, a fruit that was, like, so ripe. You could just blow her off the branch. Like, there was no picking and, like, fighting with, like, she was ripe. And, like, there, the harvest is ripe and plentiful. And like, it so is. And so, like, yes, seeds are being planted in Athens right now. They're being watered. Like, God's winds are blowing through here. His creation is proclaiming his glory. Like, people are hearing this. Like, people are having dreams. Like, and it's just like, just continue to love. And like, again, like, don't, we don't have to be sensitive to people's sin. I just, I feel like that's like the biggest thing that I took away from Burning Man is like, I'm not going to be sensitive to people's sin. Like, yes. I want people to repent and, like, tear their shirts off and beat their chest. But, like, I just want to love people. And so um, that was just really powerful encounter with Ahu. And what was amazing is, like, I interceded for her, like, the, probably 10 or 15 times. And even yesterday, like, in the prayer closet, I was praying for her. And I was, like, asking Jesus to cast the shadow of the cross over her. Like, that was my prayer for her. And the whole time at Burning Man, I just kept asking Jesus, Jesus, please let her escape unharmed. Just like Jesus did in the crowd when he was about to get beat down. He just walked out. I just kept praying that over her. The interceding It's like, I mean, that's like God says, like, pray unceasingly. Let the Lord give you something to pray about. He will. And, like, I mean, it was just amazing to experience God's heart even more in that. Um, Another quick thing. Like, give me, like, a couple more minutes. I, I don't want to be here all day. But um, one, so in Burning Man, time felt like it was really – I feel like you age very fast at Burning Man. But, like, even in, like, the Lord, like, growing in his wisdom. And so one thing happened. We went to this – there's two other ministries doing things similar, of, similar as us, Streams Ministry and then Freedom Lounge Ministries were doing – This stuff as well, and so we went visited Freedom Lounge, and I was talking to this guy who'd been at Freedom Lounge all day, who was just you know a burner, and he was telling me a couple years ago he was at Burning Man, and went into a healing tent and got his um, stigmatism in his eye healed, but he didn't like talk about the Lord at all, and so I I was like, I feel like that's a stumbling block for people. Like, signs and wonders that are not from Jesus. Like, signs and wonders from, like, God talks about that. Like, signs and wonders from demons. And I just want people, I just want you, God made it so simple to me. I walked away, I was like, Lord, what's, I was kind of, like, a little bit mad about that. I was like, you've got to give me wisdom to be able to, like, understand that and respond to that. And it was so simple. Like, after he told me that, I walked away, I was like, but who got the glory is simple, like as simple as that. Like, who, who got the glory in his healing of his like stigmatism? Not God. And so, that to me right there is like, if like, that's it. Like, just to make relationship with the Lord simple, like, he gets the glory. And so, I just wanted to speak into that. Um, Even like Exodus, when Moses and Aaron had the rod and the snake, and then Pharaoh asked his wise, his sorcerers to do the same thing. They made a sign. Like, but Aaron and Moses' snake, like, ate their snake. Um, And so I just want you guys, like, if you guys ever come across something where it's like you've seen a miracle or a wonder not happen in the name of Jesus, like, it's going to happen. Like, Jesus talks about that in Matthew 24. Um, Let me just read it real quick. And so, like, God's wisdom is so, I'm so thankful for his wisdom that I don't have to be confused. Um, but Matthew twenty four twenty four says, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. So I just wanted to speak out and encourage, like, you guys, like, just if you see that, just ask who gets the glory. Um. So yes, yeah, that's, that's about it. That's all I got. Um. Wait, what's the last slide? Oh yeah. This guy, okay, real quick, what was so crazy is people's responses to their encounters with us. This guy started, almost started crying. He came over for dinner, and he was just like, I've never experienced this kind of love. Like, I just have so much gratitude. I don't even know what to do. And this is the guy who came back the next morning to play this sitar. Um, And it's just real beautiful the way he was like, he was like, so the way you play this instrument I'm going to ask someone to give me a word, and I'm going to try to make a song out of that. And Ken, the dude to the right of him, said, joy. And so this guy just, like, played this amazing song on the sitar. just And, I mean, it was just like, that's like, you just see the Lord everywhere at this place. Um, so, yeah, if you go to that last slide of Tobias, he was like, this guy is just beautiful. And what was cool is the boldness, like, when I had that vision of Tobias, he was in waiters in really icy cold waters, and I didn't realize he was from England. And right now, England, like, there's, like, a not, like, the church is not what it was, like, in the turn of, like, like, the century. Um, And just being bold, like, I don't, just, like, if I didn't say anything, like, I might be, like, like, Tobias could be missing out. So, like, our faith, like, does such a work and like really like brings life and so yeah it's just good I'm just grateful for the Lord and for his love for people amen yeah
3: well thank you guys for going to Burning Man for us so um it's just really fun to get to be a part of that so I hope you all feel like you're a part of that a part of Tobias, a part of the lady from Turkey, you know, because you were, whether you took my kids to karate or soccer, prayed for us, we made it. So, Father, thank you that you're faithful, and that you're good, that you never change. And God, thank you that you don't focus on our sin. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Help us be like that give us eyes to see, give us a heart to love. Thank you, God. Thank you for sending Jesus and making a way for us to be loved and to love. We ask for 100% of Athens to be saved. We ask that no one is safe from an encounter with the living God. Come, invade all the dark places. We Just pray your blessings over Rachel and the team that that go into toppers. We just pray for increased favor on those girls, that you will give them everything they need. Give them all the resources. Give them the connections. Thank you, God. Thank you for your goodness. We trust you. We trust you with people's hearts. We just want to love them. Amen. All right. Thank you all for worshiping with us.